but uh, yeah, so I think we actually have a common uh, acquaintance. Well, she's kind of more of an acquaintance to me. She's my family, cool. <laughs> my cousin nice. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Jordan? Canali. Yes, I love Jordan. <laughs> Practically my family too, honestly. Um, yeah, I've known Jordan for like my whole entire life. And uh, yeah, that's that's fam. She just got engaged. I know, man. Um, yeah. Were you ever over to their house for like her graduation party or anything like that? Yeah. Or yeah, any been, kind of parties? Maybe not like parties, but I mean, yeah, I definitely like had been there like growing up because I would hang out with both Jordan and Matt. You know, I was going to say, maybe we've crossed paths, man. Maybe we've met and don't know it. I was going to say so. Are you are you from like uh, you're from Capital District, too? Yeah, man. Um, From the from the area, the 518 uh-huh. here. Nice. Uh, and it's funny because I'm from here, moved to South Carolina at the time. Uh, my aunt and uncle Jordan's parents lived in South Carolina. That's where yeah. she was born. Uh, and I'm yep. going to tell a quick little story. And I warned her about this. She says, hi, by the way, uh, I taught her her colors when she was really young. And I Aww. taught them to her by flipping through my CD book and nice. pointing at CDs. So she learned her colors by looking at a lot of punk CDs and pop punk CDs. <laughs> and look how it comes back full circle, you know? Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. But uh, awesome. yeah. So I should, you know what? I should probably do an intro so people know who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to another episode of Stories from a Bar Virtual Edition this time. I am Chris Osborne. And for this episode, I'm hanging out with Alex Magnin. Did I say that right? Awesome. Totally. Lead singer of Albany, New York based rock band Young Culture. How's it going, man? Chilling today, man. How are you? Good, good. I am. Uh, it's Monday, so I'm sipping on a beer. What are we drinking today? Uh, I am drinking some heady topper from the Alchemist. Ooh. Okay. So, before we get into anything else, I know that that one is a very sought after um, beer. I'm quite the beer connoisseur myself. Oh, really? Um, I do enjoy. Yeah, I don't have a beverage on me right now because I'm I'm trying to keep my weekdays pretty pretty easy, but. Uh, um yeah no i know that that's a really a really popular one and a lot of people dig it it's not something you can really come across that often in the area but uh luckily i have a a buddy i work with that went to vermont a couple weeks ago i'm like so i gave him so he picked me up four four packs and brought them back for me i'm like you are my hero Uh, and not even for helping me fix work problems (laughs) yeah he's he's the beer plug and the great thing is like if you buy the if you can get to vermont and get them they're only like 12 dollars and change for the four pack oh i know yeah which is crazy because they're like they're i feel like they're so heavily sought after um but uh not crazy expensive or anything so no it's only almost right to start out asking about the beer that you're drinking on this it is on this it podcast is. so go to vermont get buy some heady topper the uh the cheapness of it there makes up for the money you spend in gas That's the <laughs> I see. but i appreciate Literally. you taking the time to hang out man uh, i know you guys are gearing up to head out on the a big tour in two weeks mm-hmm. uh, we will talk more about that as the podcast goes on mm-hmm. so i'm sure things are getting busy for you definitely getting busy you know i mean but in the best way possible because just as you know life has been on pause for the past years felt like uh lost some precious time and whatnot but um i'm feeling very grateful and fortunate to be heading back on the road in a full us so yeah man that's awesome 
uh, I'm going to get this little ad I have done so we can get on with the, some great music conversation. So for all the listeners out there, be sure to check out uh, uptownbeverage.com. You can now use the discount code STORIES for 3% off your purchase uh, for Uptown Beverage in Schenectady, Huge Beverage Center, Grace Selection, all the breweries and beers you know and love. And if for some reason you can't find what you're looking for, they'll be happy to order it. My favorite part, of course, is they deliver. So that's perfect when you've been day drinking and can't go out. Check out uptownbeverage.com. Get 3% off your order stories. <laughs> All right, man, let's jump into this. I'm excited to talk to you. So I mentioned that you knew my cousin and she's how I found out about the band. Actually, you, awesome. a couple of years ago, I was I know we were actually on vacation up in the Thousand Islands. Uh, she was driving somewhere. She must have had uh, what I assume was your first EP in the car <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I remember sitting there. I'm like, I think this is this is good. It's not honestly. I'm not gonna lie. It's not music I expected her to be into. <laughs> yeah, thought. totally. So I'm like, all right. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while because we were just on vacation, so it wasn't my focus of attention. And then I saw I would see your name start to pop up. Uh, I think as the album was getting closer to coming out on a couple of, like music websites and stuff that I look at. Like I go to chorus.fm a lot, which used to be oh, absolutepunk.net. Yep. Uh, so I follow that website a lot to check in on a lot because they always cover all the bands I like and have new shit that I'm sure I'll be into. Right. So I saw your name start to pop up more as the album was coming out. I'm like, I got to go listen to this. And then I think the first song I heard was Better Off as Friends from the album. I'm like, I'm digging this. Plus, the, it looked like you guys had a great time filming that video, by the way. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really fun time. Had a lot of uh, whiskey with us. So. <laughs> definitely made it a good time and we got to just um kind of beat up our photographer for the for it so that's if <laughs> if you haven't seen the music video that's what it is so <laughs> it's we're not mean-spirited people <laughs> no no not at all all in all in the name of fun and rock and roll exactly <laughs> so i remember listening to that and then i must then i got sidetracked and kind of forgot about it again and then i saw the mm-hmm. ep was coming out and that's kind of where i that's finally where i actually got on the bandwagon fully <laughs> yeah totally. full disclosure like i listened to hum uh and then shiver i'm like mm-hmm. all right i'm all for this so i bought the ep and then went back and started you know got the album i'm like and it's this is great man i'm glad i bought these in fact just in case you haven't seen pictures here they are nice <laughs> got the, the little five colored vinyl here which is a super cool idea man i dig that a lot that's pretty thanks neat. yeah we wanted to do something different for that because we didn't like want to do full vinyls but it's like it's uh these things are printed off flexis which is almost like a plastic vinyl and if you put it on a record player it'll play and so we did since it's five songs we did five different discs and they're all different colors and it was a fun little project um and i were i regret that i didn't write their names down gabe is the guitar player troy yes yep they're the two other uh dudes in young culture and um my two best friends. Excellent. Yes, you guys are childhood friends. Uh, mm-hmm. That's about as much as I know about the past. But uh, first off, before I, we get into, because I want to ask you about how the band got started and everything like that. Uh, are you familiar with the band Walk the Moon? Yes. Yeah. Has anyone ever told Gabe he looks like the lead singer of Walk the Moon? Because son <laughs> of a bitch, he's like a dead ringer. Really? He, got, yeah. he gets a lot of them. You know, um, I think it's just the like, you know, Jewish guy with a with a beard and glasses type of vibe, you know. I I can I I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's been so many 
um, that have been said and whatnot, you know, whereas like the one like, like, oh, it's the one that people always say he, he looks like, I don't know. People always have some something like for me, you know, just being like an Asian dude with long hair, people are always like, oh, Steve Aoki. I'm like, oh, OK, close. Right. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll take it. He's well, rich. <laughs> hey, I mean, are you ever surprised when people see you and they don't? That's not kind of what they. Yeah. Um. No, no, not really. Not really. Um, no, <laughs> I wouldn't okay. say so. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about how you got interested in music and how kind of how the band came together. Yeah, quick brief on that. Um, well, you know, I started out my music journey, musical journey at a young age. Um, first as a, as a, you know, appreciator of music, I guess. Um, <laughs> my, my, I have two older brothers and they both, um, you know, were musicians and heavily into, um, like the music scene and stuff. So I kind of learned it from them. You know, my oldest brother was a drummer and then my other brother played like piano and they all played guitar and then kind of sang a bit. And so I just, you know, was just a little kid trying to be like my brothers and always had a love for it. Always knew from a very young age that like, I really wanted to, to pursue music. Um, and then I met Gabe when I was in middle school who plays guitar in young culture and um, him and I pretty quickly were like, Hey, like we should, start a band in middle school and we played our middle school talent show <laughs> and that was the beginning of it and then we met troy at a band camp that <laughs> our parents made us go to that all three of us did not want to go to but thank god we did really and uh yeah and you know fast forward later on in the high school years through a bunch of different stuff and um and here we are the three of us and uh been doing it since pretty much since our like senior year of high school which now is like you know f like four four or five years ago i guess yeah you guys are, are really not that far removed man right not too far removed but you know we're, we're getting there <laughs> by the way i don't want gabe and troy to think i forgot them i did have their names down i just got ahead of myself in my notes <laughs> don't worry about so it shout out all. to them <laughs> yeah because i had jotted down that i knew you guys had were childhood friends and went to school with my cousin and that's about the extent that i knew right. so do you, what were do you guys remember your first show as young culture yeah the first show that we did is young culture um we played at a firehouse of all things um in in troy new york which i know you're familiar with troy yep. it was in a firehouse and it was probably to about 20 people and there's still pictures and videos of it out there um yeah it was a good one <laughs> well i i know you guys have gone on to sign with equal vision records but like what were those when you guys decided you wanted to go commit to the band like what were those early days like were you guys playing a lot of places around albany and troy and the 518 area at all yeah and you know shout out 518 because um like i live in brooklyn now but i mean that's to this day like still my hometown and i owe so much of it to like just creating you know the the person that i am um but anyways yeah definitely grew up playing a lot of shows um gabe and i had like a different band like our like middle school version of young culture um and like had that through probably like to like freshman or sophomore year of high school and and we would actually do gigs with that and we would uh and we would play it local venues and stuff and just 
book shows and have to have our parents come with us to every show. And then eventually um, that band disbanded and somebody reached out to us about pretty much wanting to make us like make me and Gabe like a like a Disney band pretty much really uh, yeah and that's that's not something I really, like really talk about a whole lot but uh but you know it was that was pretty much like the idea and so they sent him and I out to California to work with a producer a couple producers and we went out there when like I was like 14 or 15 and Gabe was 15 and we went out with both of our moms and we did it and that you know, didn't really work out, but in the album took a couple album EP took a couple of years to really finish. But by our senior year, it uh it came out and that's our first young culture release, and that's you. So wow. That Disney aspect's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I mean like like don't like you know, it's not like like you know, Disney, but like that was the idea is they like saw us as like young kids who could be like oh, yeah. a radio Disney type of band. Yep. And we're just not that, you know, like we really like, like pop punk and stuff. And that's not what they're looking for. And granted they're having 14, 15 year olds, you know, do these originals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be radio Disney um, up to par for that. <laughs> now. So it's okay though it worked out yeah man uh and it's also funny you mentioned fo- kind of following your brothers honestly my brother saved me from getting into country music like my dad was pushing <laughs> me that on me as i was younger uh and my brother's the one that got me into having my brother there he got me into metal like ozzy mm-hmm. and stuff like Heck, that and yeah. then from there that i evolved into like punk and pop punk and i listen to oh, anything nice. now yeah uh not a lot of country still. Still not a big, huge fan of country. I'm the wrong one to talk to, man. I, I can get down with some country music. So <laughs> uh, I, I will say I, I don't. Was it Haley Beverly where you kind of mm-hmm. is with the has the twang at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of twang. Hold on. <laughs> the, my cat's trying to get in. I'm going to show you him real quick. Yeah, no problem. Another fun thing. This is miso soup. Miso. He's my kitty. Nice. Yeah, my girlfriend and I have a little beagle Australian shepherd mix. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, she's super. She's great. She's trying to break in. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, her name's Zoe. She's very puffy. Oh, adorable. (laughs) Yeah. The head of a beagle and like the fur of an Australian shepherd. So when we give her a bath, she just puffs up like a cotton ball. And it's it's just adorable to watch her walk around. They're the they're the the wonders of the world, pets. I gotta say, they are, man. They are. But uh, but yeah, no, we definitely have a um have a lot of like, a lot of different eclectic influences all throughout our discography. Like, for sure, got some country twang in there. Um, definitely got a lot of hip hop influence and uh, even you know hard rock and stuff and metal. So we're all over the place. <laughs> so. Okay, so you guys get Young Culture kind of up and running. You're playing some shows. Mm-hmm. What kind did you, and you eventually catch the attention of Equal Vision Records, who yeah. you're now signed to. So how did that come about? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so like like I said, we put out that and uh, that was like our first like little EP mini album thing. Was um, that the This Is Heaven? That one is, is actually that called You. And this oh, is, you. yeah, okay. and it's, and this is, we ended up putting it out in 2016. But, you know, granted, it took those couple years for us to 
you know, to actually get it out into the world. Um, a lot of things got in the way, but, you know, by the time that that came out, we were really ready to do something new because that was music from when we were like 14 to 16 and, uh, and, you know, it was already old to us. So by the time that that came out, that was just the first taste young culture still is the first thing that came out. And then we pretty much immediately after that, right when we graduated high school, went out again, but we went to, um, Crown Point, Indiana, a studio called Always Be Genius. And we recorded our second EP there and that's called Blue. Um, and those are our two independent releases, but we toured on that and did a lot of DIY tours and did a cross country tour, um, <laughs> DIY, you know, with the help of some incredible people who were on our team yeah, and man. stuff. And, and, uh, we came back and we did our, uh, headliner show in Albany and then we got an offer the next day and, um, yeah, Equal Vision is just uh, an incredible label. We love working with them. <laughs> so I know Equal Vision's been around since like the 90s. And so, mm -hmm. and I started getting into pop punk. Uh, one of my first CDs was Dookie. Uh, but yep. I think Blink 182's Dude Ranch is where I finally uh, kind of got on the train there and went all things pop punk. There was a compilation disc my brother gave me. I got into like No Use for a Name, Lagwagon at that point early on for sure yeah but uh so and a lot of those bands like i was just looking at the equal vision records wikipedia the bands mm -hmm. that have been associated with that label either currently or ones that were there yeah, and moved on is amazing man there's so many i know yeah they got a great um a great roster and and a lot of great alumni artists and that was definitely a a big thing for me you know like because a lot of my favorite bands growing up were on the label that i'm now releasing music through so it's a it's definitely i'm very grateful it's an exciting thing and i th i would think the extra awesome aspect is they're albany based yes they are which i had no idea <laughs> up until <laughs> that happened and i was like oh all right well that makes things easier <laughs> yeah man like i didn't i don't think i even knew that's like when i moved to i graduated high school in 2001 so that means i would i moved mm -hmm. to south carolina three or four years before that and i was that's when i first became aware of equal vision maybe i was no you know what i was a big fan of then mxpx and that's where i got yeah. an mxpx and have stayed with them ever since so that's when i started becoming aware of equal vision i i didn't even know they were albany based until at least a few years after i ended up moving back up here you which both, was brother. like <laughs> maybe 2003 or four or something like that so yeah man that yeah. was it's crazy to find out that's like right in our backyard totally so what was that reaction like when you hear from them saying hey we got a deal we want to possibly talk to you guys about well you know it's like it, especially with music it's 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 weird because there's a lot of like milestones you have to create for yourself and i think that at the time for us getting signed to a label was a, a big one for us you know if i'm being completely honest it was a big milestone for us and we really wanted it really bad and uh so yeah finally getting getting signed was was a really cool feeling and we felt like we had really earned it for ourselves and put in a lot of the work and uh, i think i was like that was that was like 17 or 18 for me um when that happened and like it was just a great feeling because I thought, I mean, I definitely at the time I thought that that was, you know, the end all be all right there, which you come to find out that it's not. But I mean, oh. like, but, you know, like, that's why, you know, you just keep 
building it up and, and creating more, more, more uh, goals. So you signed the label. Is that when you went in and recorded, this is heaven. This EP? is heaven. Yeah. 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 And then they sent us into, uh, we did, did a, a single first, uh, which is our song drift. And then we did, this is heaven. Um, and then, yeah. And then we did that. And then the following year we went in and we did our full length. Nice. Yeah. I have to admit, I haven't listened to anything or I probably heard it. I'm sure probably heard it when I was with Jordan and didn't, he didn't register mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Uh, anything prior to the full length, which is, which the full length sounds phenomenal. And uh, the EP is, I will get into that. Cause I want to ask about that later on. Mm-hmm. So tell me, so you have this EP out, this is heaven. How long were you guys doing that before you got in and started working on the album? Yeah, no, uh, that was like right when it really started feeling real to us was we, you know, we got signed and we put out that EP and then we did our first like kind of like real tour, you know, like our first like, like booking agency tour, like uh, kind of like club tour um, with a band called Seaway, I think was the first one that we Seaway. first like, yeah, first one we did. And they're really, really awesome. Um, I want to say, say the name sounds familiar. I definitely yeah, they're an awesome band. I haven't listened to them awesome band from Ontario, Canada. Um, and then we, um, so we did that and then we, yeah, did some, some more tours like over the summer and stuff uh, on that EP. And that was like when it started feeling like really real for the first time, which was a great feeling. And then, uh, end of 2019, we went in, we recorded our debut full length, um, which is a self-titled and, um, yeah, still that to the day like to this day that's like my favorite thing we've ever made um well that was being mixed and stuff we did a another full us with a band called have mercy and then in the last like in one of the last like three or four shows the world shut down so and then we put out our album during during the pandemic and stuff so, i was gonna and we'll get to that but let's talk about the album first yeah so I talked, like I mentioned, the, the self-titled is fantastic. It's, uh, it's polished. It sounds great. You guys are great at what you do with the song right in, uh, you guys are blended musically great together. What was the writing process like for you guys when you went in to work on this now that you're signed on a label, I guess, especially as opposed to just the DIY and the band days. Yeah. Um, well, you know, obviously they felt, felt a lot of pressure for making it, um, and what it would be but more importantly we just really had an, a, a clear idea of what we wanted our first album to be like whether anything else was like it or not but uh we pretty much knew exactly what we wanted it to be and that being said we um kind of had a lot of the songs like ready to go like because we were just excited and based off pure adrenaline to go record our first album um but then a lot of them came you know right towards the end of the process but it was a very effortless one. Um, ran into some road road bumps and roadblocks and stuff uh, throughout the process, but um, you know, by the time we got to the studio, it just it was just such a fun time. We drank a ton of wine, and <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, I help. I, know. I, help it, I feel it helps get the juices flowing. For sure, it does. For sure, it does. Yeah. Also, like gained more weight than I ever had because we were just drinking oh, man. hello white wine. So. Did you record it up in Canada? Was it recorded in Canada? Okay. Yeah, 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 in Toronto. Yep. And that's where we usually do a lot of our music. Um, 
uh, nowadays with with a guy named Sam Guayana and another guy named Anton DeLost. We typically work with. Nice. I haven't been to Toronto. I've been to Montreal. That was fun. I'd love to check out Toronto. It's like one of my favorite cities next to New York. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know you were down in Brooklyn now. I didn't, wasn't sure if you were still in the Albany area or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, since like 2020. Nice. Beginning of 2020. Uh, so was there a particular reason you guys decided to go self-titled? Or I'm always curious when a band comes out with self. Uh, sure. Not, not so much when the first album is, you know, self-titled, but when they come out with something like later in yeah. the line and they decide, let's call it self. Let's do self-titled. Yeah, because it wasn't our very first release, right? But it was... It's definitely like our first, it's definitely our longest project so far. Um, and um, yeah, definitely like premeditated knew that I want me particularly, I wanted it to be a self-titled album. And that's because it's just exactly what the album means, what the name Young Culture means to us. Um, we still think that the, you know, the the name of the band held a lot of like, meaning especially when we started it being so young and um it's the album that we wanted to make like when we started like it sounds like what we would have wanted to do when we started the band but like we just got it right this time around and um you know like the first song on the album is like a little intro song it's like you know a minute and a half it's called blood thin but it, it started out and that was a like that, um, that is a highlight for me like i like that intro a lot Thank you. I think so, too. It's one of my favorites on the album. But uh, yeah, it's it, it was a poem that I had written, which I don't do a lot because I'm a song like I write songs. I don't really usually write poems, but it's a poem I wrote and I like had found it later on. And to me, like that song in particular and like the lyrics uh, are a lot of like what young culture embodies Mm-hmm. to me and i think gabe and troy as well so well i guess uh i probably should have asked this earlier but to kind of expand upon that how did you guys end up settling on the name young culture well like honestly like we were just shooting off a bunch <laughs> of band names as a lot of artists do you know and we both had gabe and i both had like kind of notes documents and we were messing around with like calling it like young something or like in like the word culture so it worked out but it honestly grew into a better meaning because like that's what it is you know and what it was when we started it is just like young culture you know and i i still think it perfectly fits for what we do <laughs> no dude you're not wrong man i'm listening to this album i feel like the uh the young connection to it uh i, I mean i'm 38 so but i remember if this came out when I, you know, was graduating high school or those first years of college, I would have been like, fuck, man, I am right there. Like, these are the feel. I think, you know, you're not touching on anything that even an older generation such as myself hasn't gone through and doesn't remember for yeah. one thing. Yeah. But and I'm not going to use the word favorite, but is there a song on this album that you connect with uh, most? <laughs> When it came to like even lyrically or musically, yeah, on the on our album, uh, the self-titled, yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite song, my favorite one is Haley Beverly, twenty sixteen. Oh, okay, I love that one. The one with the country twang. Yeah, yeah, it's got you know, it's like it's like kind of like a country little like like lo-fi type of like song a little bit. I got the I do like a little rap person and shit. <laughs> Um, which is just like, I don't know. It's the kind of stuff that like, 
I really enjoy listening to. It's happy go lucky. <laughs> like, like I said, pretty much the first song where I went and intentionally looked you guys up and listened to was Better Off uh, yeah, but, as Friends. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. But Holiday in Vegas grew on me real quick yeah. <laughs> when I started listening to that. I like that's oh a fun my, one to play live. I imagine, man. I'm like, who hasn't been drunk at? I've been I've lived long mm-hmm. enough to say I've been drunk at 10 a.m. and have regretted it. Uh, I you know, know. You, you really don't need to make it that far in life to say that. But yeah. And that one, that one literally like it's just about those things in life where it's like, you know, it's bad for you. But damn, it's so much fun, you know, and there's a lot of those. So. <laughs> uh, so like what were your like influences at the time when you were going into this? Do you recall you talked about you guys are into all kinds of stuff? Yeah, I'm curious yeah. what when if you went if you put the album on right now and tried to pick out an influence, is there something you could pull out? Either you, Gabe, or Troy. I can definitely say for me, um, and like one artist that was really big for me growing up was Dashboard Confessional. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that like Chris Caraba, who is Dashboard Confessional, like his songwriting style has always resonated with me like very heavily and um i i guess he's he's a big influence to me um like lyrically wise i was listening to a lot of frank ocean his album blonde that had come out in i think 2016 um but uh i was listening to a lot of that at the time and like just that <laughs> and um an artist called miguel who i really dig to i know the name yeah, Miguel's awesome. You probably yep. heard some songs by him. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he, he's pretty popular, right? Yeah, he's big. He he's was famous. all over the radio, right? Yeah, but I mean, like even like that being said, it's like you know they're not like direct influences, but they're definitely things that like you know I really enjoyed like like Chris Crabbe for his songwriting and and Frank Ocean for his lyrics and like Miguel for his singing style is always you know even if I'm not trying to do what they do, like, it's just like, it's definitely something where I'm like, yeah, like the, their swagger and the way that they do stuff. So I'm like, you know, no oh, man. Yeah. I remember getting heavily heavy into dashboard. Uh, I saw him. <laughs> yeah. I saw him at least a couple of times, a couple of college shows that were just phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, uh, even, that, that's even him and his like, element. Yeah, totally. Totally. Even he was like, though, like his music was like before, like, you know, my, my, like, you know, prime years and stuff, yeah. you know, cause I was, he, he kind of stopped doing the whole thing. Well, like before I was like in middle school really and like, or like during and, uh, but that was like something that I always felt like was mine because I know that not many kids listen to the type of music that I did or like at my high school and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so I, I have to ask about this after going back and watching the videos, the choreography for I'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that video how how was that to try to learn and do it was fucking hard <laughs> dude um no but i mean obviously one thing that i don't think a lot of people actually i won't say a lot of people because most people who have like half a brand like can tell that it's supposed to be like campy and that it's supposed to be like a like a fun little play on you know boy bands and stuff and and one direction in the backstreet boys and it's in that so but, uh, yeah. speaking of you mentioned boy bands i will never i don't know whether i like or dislike in sync for this but i'll never forget it there when they released no strings attached it came out on my birthday july 24th mm-hmm. cool i don't remember what year i just know an in sync album came out on my birthday and i will die 
with that knowledge in my head forever <laughs> forever that's all right yeah that's that's a dope album but yeah no we with the video definitely like went into it and uh yeah i mean it's a pretty simple choreography but it took us a little bit to learn we got like videos ahead of time from a choreographer um named Paige foskett who's awesome <laughs> And uh, in that, and we went in there and we ripped it up. So. Nice. By the way, if you see me looking to the side a lot, it's only because that's where my notes are. So <laughs> just to... totally fine. So when it, I'm curious about this, like I, I've started a little side project podcast, uh, music related, where I kind of deep dive into some albums. Uh, I'll mention the name at a later point because I haven't gotten to that part yet. I have recorded a few episodes. It'll be fun. So people keep an eye out for that. But I know when I when I talk to people about albums, we kind of at least I obsess over the song order. I've noticed as I'm going through these albums and talking about them with whoever I'm talking to. Did you guys put a lot of thought into like the song order on this? I'm always I want to get. Yeah, we do. European. Okay. Yeah, we did for at least for the album we did, and we had a lot of disagreements over it. But I think I ultimately got my way at the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit. So shout out Gabe and Troy because they're the best. <laughs> what do they have favorite songs that you're aware of on the album, or something yeah, that's close to them? Yeah, I think that I, I would assume that. Um, Troy's is probably American Idol, which is like the second to last song, which is a fan favorite. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, it's like, you know, probably easily the heaviest song on there. And uh, Gabe's, I don't know, might be the same one. Might also be American Idol, but uh, that's just assumption. I couldn't tell you for sure. I'm not going to lie, man. Lalo hits me good. It's a great closer. It's an awesome way to Thanks. wrap up the album. I Thanks. love, like, I, because, uh, yeah, the album's a lot of, pop punk and rock up to that point and then you mm -hmm. to close it out like that that's fantastic it it's yeah. me right here man it's me yeah had to get the tears flowing on him what was uh what was the inspiration behind that just real relationships <laughs> you know like no i mean like seriously though it's like you know any i mean what'd you say are you say you're married or you got you got a partner Sig yes my significant other sarah Yes. And so like, obviously, you know, it's not always good and, you know, like, and the, it's not always awesome, but like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you f find that person, you know, you do anything for like, even if it's tough, like you, no matter how much you want to rip their fucking head off, um, you know, do anything for him, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, you know, seems I simple, it. but I feel like, I feel like we like, you know, really, I really wanted to say what I was trying to say in a very polarizing way, almost. So. <laughs> hey, man, I get it. Yeah. So let's move on to the Godspeed EP because, like, this is kind of this was kind of my first uh, full young culture experience was the EP. True. Now, so when did you guys put these songs together? Was it after the writing for the self-titled, or were these kind of born from there, but they weren't ready in time? Yeah. So like picture this, you know, like 2020, just like everybody else, you know, world ends and we we're sitting on this thing, which is the most important project that we're ever that we ever put out today. And, you know, we're really excited for it, really nervous and we don't know what's going to happen. So we keep pushing it later. You know, it's supposed to, the album's supposed to come out in June and then August. And then finally we're like, all right, 
we're just going to put it out in October. We know we can't play any shows on it and it might be lackluster, but we're going to do it. So we do that. And born from that was just a feeling of what do we do next? You know, like how do we not grow stagnant and how do we not stop? And like I said, shout out equal vision. They allowed us to do a, uh, another EP, which, you know, doing this is heaven, which was the EP before it, they had already blessed us with uh, being able to do that, you know, kind of out of out of contract. And um, and so, yeah, so that one was kind of like it's like our our little quarantine baby. Uh, we spent a lot of the time doing Zoom sessions and writing like like you and I are doing right now, because yep. Troy, Troy was in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, wow. And, yep. That's where he's from. Now he lives in Brooklyn, too. I was actually living in, in Manhattan at the time and then Gabe was in Albany so we for pretty much the whole past couple of years have not been really together and whatnot so most of that stuff was made online and then we finally got together and we couldn't go to Toronto to do it so we recorded it in Albany um, just in our friend's studio and then sent it off to Canada to be mixed and um, easily one of my favorite experiences and just being able to go make that really really helped me through this time because if not i think i would have gone crazy not making new music <laughs> i want to and i touched on this earlier and i didn't want to talk it to talk about it until now like i said i listened to godspeed the full ap first got really into that and i went back and listened to the album love the album mm -hmm. the album sounds polished but mm -hmm. when i listened to the ep again i'm like fuck it seems like you guys really honed in your skills on these songs like you got yeah. so much it was like a huge leap that i felt like i could hear sick well that's awesome yeah we really wanted to kind and of i say that including of course gabe and troy the musicianship's great the songwriting oh, lyrically yeah yeah i, I feel like you guys them. all took it up a notch on the ep really felt like we had to you know but i mean we also did it in, on, in a very short time you know probably like around like a week i think we spent doing those songs but i mean just went in there and uh yeah we we wanted to make something that was like you know with the album we were really trying to do something and with this ep we just wanted to make music and write songs that we had fun doing and that's what we did with this so uh being the latest and greatest work the band currently has out before you guys go off on tour i thought it'd be fun to just do a little quick little deep dive into like each of these five songs since it's only five songs and it's relatively short. You sure. Cool with we that? can do that. Yeah, yeah we can do right. that. I forgot the order. So let me grab this over here. So title track Godspeed. How did this song come about? Hey, you there? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it <laughs> I know it cut out for a second. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> Freaking me out, man. I already had so many internet issues over I the weekend. Know, I know. You're like, swear to God. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to have to burn Spectrum to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know where I'm going after this. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, let's dive into them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's start with Godspeed, the title track. Yeah. This song started out in my... Uh, was it the last one that we wrote for it? It might've been the last song that we wrote for the EP and it was kind of born from a few different things. Um, the EP, we 
our manager had suggested that we come up with an idea, a visual and a title and all that stuff before we even go record it, which is very unusual because, you know, usually that kind of stuff comes afterwards. But we came up with the title we want to call Godspeed, um, kind of like to signify the end of an era and all that. Um, anyways, the song came. Gabe sent me just some lyrics that he had written, which is the first verse that kind of paints a picture of a wanderlust couple. And that's what the song's about is just, yeah, kind of traveling, traveling and seeing the world with the one that you love. And, um, and the title, the title comes from, <laughs> that's what we wanted to call it. So. <laughs> All right. On to hum. hum. Hum is of course the first song I heard from the EP. Yeah. Easily the happiest song on the album. So we knew it had to be the standalone single. The first one that we put out. And we just wanted to make a song that felt like the happiest feeling ever and felt like God. colors. I feel pretty like, vibes. So, yeah, like, like watching the video, there's definitely a focus on colors, I noticed. And I definitely feel happy when I'm listening to it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, that's that was definitely the point of it. And we kind of wanted to make something that was a little yeehaw. And that's what we did. Now, was uh, one of the guys from State Champs involved in putting that together? Um, or did yeah. you record it with them? Yeah, Derek um usually he's been like that's another thing you know he's kind of been with us since the beginning and has always been uh, like a mentor and just he's a really good friend who's also from our hometown so he's just one of our best friends in the world and just has always been there to help us out so he's usually in studio with us oh cool Mm -hmm. yeah i honestly i don't know i don't think i was that aware of state champs up until maybe a few years ago when i Mm -hmm. finally took the time to listen to him and really enjoyed their album yeah they really rock awesome band awesome yeah band. uh shiver which i think is my favorite song on the ep but it kind of changes every time i listen to it depending on the mood <laughs> i'm in honestly <laughs> yeah 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 no so yeah. tell me about shiver uh yeah it's just yeah it's a song about sex <laughs> that's really what it is i mean like if you listen to the song like it's like there's nothing that's that signifies anything else but like you know uh probably the raunchiest song we, we have but definitely one of my favorites um i almost didn't like we almost didn't put it on the ep and then like kind of last minute um ended up putting it on there and i think it's one of my favorite ones um yeah if anybody ever asked me what's about i'm just gonna say it's what gabe imagined sex is like <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic yeah <laughs> simple-minded teens Simple Mighty Teens was probably the first one that was written for the EP. Um, pro- I think I wrote it either in the studio where we'll do it while we were doing the full length or like right after. And um, just a nostalgia song, you know, another very young culture esque song where it's just talking about and me reminiscing, you know, on the good and the bad. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah now that you say that, I kind of got that reminiscent feeling as I was listening to it. Yeah, nostalgia can can be can be good um, sometimes, <laughs> and that's definitely what I was trying to do with that one. Uh, head high swim. Now I'm curious about this one because, like I mentioned, you guys. When I l- listened to this EP, I listened to the album, and then I listened to the EP again. I mentioned I really felt like you guys took it up a level, musicianship, songwriting, lyrically. Head high kind of seems like some of the more certainly more of the serious topic when it oh, came yeah. to your lyrics. So 
I'm curious to hear how Head High came to be. Well, definitely the most important song that I feel like we've ever written. And another notable thing is it's probably like the first one that the three of us really like, really, really like one third each wrote together. And um, oh, wow. And that's very special, you know, because a lot of times it can be just Troy making an instrumental and then me writing lyrics or Gabe making an instrumental, me writing lyrics or Gabe writing lyrics. And and so this one was very collaborative and it came from obviously like if you if you've ever heard the song, anybody listening, like a place of, you know, sadness and desperation. And, And it's obviously something that everybody deals with, but it's something that, you know, when you're feeling it, you really are. And uh and that's what it's obviously about is just trying to get through and break through that those tough times and and depression or anxiety or whatever it is you're dealing with but just trying to push through it and you know so keep swimming and keep your yeah and like the one line that jumped out at me as soon as i heard it was as long as you don't kill yourself no one cares that you're not okay i'm like right that's kind of fucking hitting the nail on the head right there well dude i mean like no no one picks up on it until it's too late for someone a lot of the time yeah and it's something that i felt like i really wanted to say because a lot of people a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't say that out loud you know what i mean but i felt like it was very important to to make sure that i spoke that truth um for anybody that's ever you know like not to get grim but anybody that has ever felt suicidal you know what i mean and yeah and felt depressed and and stuff because i know that anybody who's felt that way has 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 felt like that it's like well like you know, nobody's going to give a shit until, until it's too late. And it's, and unfortunately that's the reality of it when it does happen. And, um, this song is a message to, to rise above and to just, you know, get through it with your people. My other favorite lyric, my favorite lyric that we've ever written is in that song. It's in the second verse and it's prone to be alone, like a fawn without a home a dog without a bone, a disappointing milestone, because it's like, you know, like all those things are just like, you know, just paints a really sad picture. And I just, <laughs> some of my favorite lyrics I've ever written, you know, everybody knows how, how awful, like a disappointing milestone is, you know, it's like, all right, yeah. Well, like, yeah, it's like for, for us, it was like something like where we would all look at each other and we'd be like, damn, this is like our 10th day in a row being drunk like you know like when we're that is a disappointing milestone and that's a disappointing milestone and like you know it's like that's because a milestone isn't always good so you know it's that's just one of my favorite lyrics and one of my favorite songs that we've ever written oh awesome now Mm -hmm. uh that's a fun place to start to go on talk about the upcoming tour so when is the last time you guys have actually played a show obviously the (laughs) pandemic came hits uh yeah. you had to put your album out during the pandemic so have you even played anything from the album or the godspeed ep live yet nope oh man nope not so you yet guys, you guys have a lot of pent-up energy <laughs> pretty much our whole entire discography, like our whole real discography we have not played live yet which is fucked up <laughs> um that being said i'm really excited because the last tour we did was 
at the beginning of 2020 and then that ended what was the date like march 14th when the world shut down yeah, so, yeah somewhere right around there yeah not long after christmas yep yep it was just 2020 beginning of 2020 so we haven't we've put out a lot of music in that time but haven't um released anything yet we're going on tour with a band called grayscale who's headlining and then a band called girlfriends a band called cemetery sons so and, yeah i'm particularly particularly curious because you guys are a young band kind of started out on a major label tour like this it's a different impact for you guys than it is for certainly that someone that like blink 182 or something that doesn't need to tour basically at this point yeah it, uh, it, uh, so yeah. How, like how did that kind of fuck up your plans and what you hope to achieve so much it did it fucked up so much <laughs> and then not to like be like you know like like look down on it like that but i mean yeah especially like too like and, being, and i don't mean to try to you know show a negative light i'm just curious no, like no. It's a, a lot of people have struggled so i'm curious to yeah. hear kind of the story no it's a real reality of it you know um i was 21 when it all started and now i'm 23 so like i feel like those were very important years especially for doing what i do to you know to do it so i feel like i lost a lot of important years and important time because we had just started and so being pretty much like you know these like two two-ish years just kind of like not being able to do much of anything and not being especially not being able to be on tour which is our main our main thing you know bread and butter. butter yeah bread and butter and it's how we truly have like connected with our fans the most and made new fans but you know what that's all about to change we're going to be going on this full u.s tour again and it's not going to stop through 2022 um we did also today that we're doing this interview yeah um, yeah today yeah. i was going to bring this up but you're doing it first let's do yeah, it yeah yeah no but uh yeah um and just to go through all the projects that we're talking about the three that we put out on a label, like the three that I really consider are like real discography, um, which is this is heaven, our self-titled album and Godspeed. Uh, we released as a vinyl set. Um, it's just young culture deluxe. So it's side A and side B are the self-titled album side C is Godspeed. And then side D is um, this is heaven. So that's yeah. a, it's a beautiful looking vinyl, man. Thanks, it man. Is. And that's that, what the white and be, blue uh, cloudish look to yes, it. I sir. like it. Thank you. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be. You know, that's the music that we, you, you can expect to hear from us on tour. And that's what we're going to be playing. And we're very excited about it. Yeah, let, yeah, let's talk a little more about this. The Umbra tour, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm pumped. So, like I said, I started seeing your name popped up. I started I bought the EP, started getting into you guys, saw that you were going on tour with Grayscale. I had not at the most. Maybe I've heard that name before. Like I said, I go to chorus.fm and mm-hmm. uh to keep track on some bands and see what they're writing about and that's kind of where it's almost where i pull a lot of like new bands that i end up falling in love with that's kind of where i discover them so i saw that they were putting out an album called umbra uh yep. i saw that you guys were going on tour with them so i clicked on the link when they posted about their video for dirty bombs i listened to the song dirty bombs i'm like holy fuck man this song is just awesome explosive from that song, I was hooked almost immediately. That song, Dirty Bombs, got me hooked. Yeah. So I bought the, I immediately bought their album and I've been cranking that. That album is awesome. Yeah, they're sick. Dope band. Love band, from, band from Philly. Yes, sir. So how did that, how did the tour come about, the Umber tour? How did you guys end up on this? Got an offer for it. 
from oh, nice. our incredible booking agent. And uh, yeah, and it's a dream because Grayscale is for sure one of my favorite bands in the scene. So I'm really excited to be going out with them. Met those guys a, a, a few times and they're just so sweet. So I can't wait for that. So this tour kicks off November 30. Just mentioned you're excited. How much more excited are you that it kicks off in Albany? Uh, yeah, very excited, very nervous. I have not <laughs> played a show in years. And of course, it's like one of the most important shows of my of my life. Haven't played an Albany show in over two years. And no um, pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but I'm definitely feeling it. We have yet to have a single band practice all together yet. Oh, so. really? Now, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> is Gabe still located in Albany? Is that what you said? Gabe's in Albany. Okay. Troy's here with me in Brooklyn. So we'll do stuff together sometimes. But the real tough part is that um, our touring drummer and bassist are both located in Toronto. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to get them. We're going to get them down here uh, by next week and we'll start doing a couple days of rehearsal before we leave for tour. So, is there a song in particular you're looking forward to uh, performing the most? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. What's called, what's in called store? fantasy? Fantasy. That's a good one. Well, so what's in store for people when they come out to see you? Obviously, Grayscale is the headliner. You guys are supporting yeah. them. Uh, personally, I always love getting there when the doors open because I want to see the openers just in case there's a band I haven't good. heard of before. Uh, that's awesome you know that catches on and it's happened occasionally where you know i immediately go over to the merch table and buy an ep mm -hmm. or something they have out so tell me what's for someone that hasn't heard young culture why do they need to get there early to check you guys out obviously it's a hometown yeah. show so the crowd will probably be a little bigger i hope so i hope so i'm than, nervous that it won't be <laughs> then on the other side of the country but still um yeah no i mean obviously like what you can expect from us is if you've seen our band before like you know you you know what we're about and you know that we're all about our live show and that we're all about it being a fun time and being community based. I think that's one very notable thing to say about us is that we're very, you know, interactive and we want the people that everybody to feel comfortable and, and make sure that the environment at a young culture show is love. Um, that being said though, you know, like we're doing things a little differently we got a little bit of a new band. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, it's me, Game and Troy. And then, um, our friend Simon is playing drums and then our friend Mackenzie is playing bass on it and really awesome first tour with her. And um, yeah, it's going to be kind of just a whole new experience. We're playing a lot of songs that have never been played live before. Um, some cool little gimmicks to throw in there, but uh, for anybody that knows young culture, it's going to be the same one that you know and love, but with a lot of, a lot of fun little Easter eggs in there, I guess. And you guys are playing a place that uh, it didn't even exist before yep. up until just a couple months ago. Empire Music Hall, I think it's called. Yeah. Empire Live. Empire Live, Empire Music yeah. Hall, which is a new mm -hmm. place in downtown Albany right next to the Hollow, which the Hollow is an awesome place. Dope uh, venue. Now, was it's Empire Live? It used to be the Clifton, the place in Clifton Park, right? And Upstate they moved Concert it to Hall. Yeah. 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 So yeah. even I haven't been there yet. I need to get, we got to get over there and check out the show. Come out to our show. Let's go. <laughs> I know, man. It's a Wednesday night though. I get up super uh -huh. early for work and have to take a half day or something. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, uh, as we start to wrap things up here, I have one last question. Uh, well, just a couple last questions. So, uh, let's say the pandemic, obviously the pandemic came along. It changed everything you know, your plans, everyone's plans. Let's mm -hmm. say the pandemic didn't go away. 
uh, you, this touring opportunity didn't come back around, or you may not know if it ever came back around. Was there something at this point you could look back on and be like, holy shit, I can't believe we had the opportunity to do this. I mean, all of it, I can't pinpoint it on one thing, but like, it's like, you know, people always say like, you know, not to get grim again, but it's like, you know, if I died today, like, it's like, what would your, what would your regrets be? But honestly, no regrets because I already got to do all the things that I've wanted to do. Now I just want more <laughs> and I, and I need it. But I mean, like, you know, like, you know, I got signed and I got to play shows with my favorite bands and I got to touch people with my music, which is obviously the most important one and, and got to touch people's lives or at least people say, I mean, fucking people have tattoos of my handwriting and how crazy is that to see it's wonderful and it's crazy when i'll see something on on social media i'll be like oh that's another one and then i'll be like holy crap like they have me on their body forever so it's you know if 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 nothing ever happened again would i be sad sure but i'm definitely more so happy that it's all happened already you know (laughs) i mean i guess Silver lining wise is hopefully the pandemic is easing and gets even easier as things go on. It gives you an appreciation for the stuff you've achieved so far. At least that's the way I kind of want to look at it. If I'm trying to, you know, spin it in a positive light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But on a lighter note, uh, because I don't want to end it on a dark note like that. (laughs) So what are some, do you have some current albums you're listening to? So you're going out on the road. Who's running a, who's running a playlist and what are they playing? Oh man. We, I mean, we all, we, we're all over the place. Let me tell you No, here, here, I'll tell you right now what albums I've been listening to this year. Uh, Let let me go first, because I'm sure you probably don't have as many as you do. So right off the bat, I've been listening to the band Camino. They just came out with their self-titled. That was one of the first ones I was going to say, too. All right. Uh, Awesome. Of course, I've been listening to Umbra because I can't get enough of that. That fucking California Skies might be my favorite song. Oh, yeah. Carolina Skies. Carolina Skies. I said California Son of a Bitch. But like Live Again just fucking hits me hard, especially when they come in with the chorus at the end there. And then they go into man. Carolina skies. I lived in it's South Carolina for five years. So I, I connect to anything that says Carolina in it. Yeah. Um, I don't, what else is new? I like? I'm always a fan of Butch Walker. I don't know if you're familiar with Butch Walker. Oh, yeah. He's produced a lot of albums that I really enjoy. He, he produces a lot. But if you haven't listened to like his solo shit, that's he produces stuff so he can write his solo stuff. And I respect that 100 mm-hmm. percent. And his solo stuff's all over the place. But it's fucking phenomenal. Some excellent. Uh, I think State Champs has something new coming out soon. right? They got a new album that's that'll be coming out soon. Um, but uh, their new singles are bomb. Yeah, I've enjoyed what I've heard. Uh, as far as new stuff goes, like I like I said, I've been listening to, of course, your stuff because i've only gotten into fully immersed myself in the young culture experience in the last year or so (laughs) well yeah man the band camino i i got into them i love their new album their song just a phase might be my favorite song on that album Mm -hmm. uh umbra i also like motown a lot motown gets stuck in my head a lot yeah it's a sexy one (laughs) it is sexy that's a good way to describe Mm -hmm. that one yeah it is uh you know what's actually been I've got hooked on lately, just out of nowhere, bowling for soup. Whoa. Some older bowling for soup, like drunk enough to dance. Right on. That, that album and uh the Hanover album that came out 
came out after that. I forgot the name. Yeah. Like um, out of nowhere, they their songs just started getting stuck in my head, and I went back on a whole bowling for soup kick. Sick. You got it. You know. Is that it for you? Or are those your? Are those no, your yeah, top yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it for now. All right, I'm trying to go back because I feel like I can pinpoint the ones I really liked that have come out this year. Um, obviously, like I said, the band Camino self-titled, huge for me. I think that band is just incredible. Um, you haven't had a chance to cross paths with them yet, have you? Not yet. I hope uh-huh. that happens. I, I would love. <laughs> yeah, band Camino, take us out on tour, please, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> um. Another one of my favorite albums that came out this year. I'm a, all three of us actually are huge hip hop heads. Probably like what we listen to the most, to be honest. Wow. But, um, okay. Yeah. This artist called Baby Keem, who is actually Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Okay. Um, which we all just found out. Um, he put out his debut album. It's called The Melodic Blue. Been one of my favorites. Um, let me see. What other hip hop albums have there been? Uh, Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost. That album. I know. Huge I know the thing. artist. I don't know the music. I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, honestly. True. Fair enough. Um, this artist called Biba Doobie put out an EP that was one of my favorite releases of the year. Um, a K-pop group called Twice, who is Twice. huge. They're, Twice, uh, I've not all, heard of. There was another. All, isn't all there another K-pop group? Yeah. There's another. Wasn't there another K-pop group that was getting? blowing BTS? up BTS? yeah that's the one. Oh yeah they are huge they're probably one of the biggest groups like all over just don't hear about it a lot um but uh yeah this uh taste of love ep by twice i've been really digging um probably my number one of the year is this album glow on by turnstile um which is a sick hardcore band i know a lot of people have mentioned that one so okay i'm not alone in that one if you haven't listened to that yet Chris, yeah, check it out. It's sick. Hey, man, I okay. I will check that out. You check out some Butch Walker. I think gonna, uh, as a we'll songwriter, trade. as a songwriter, you'll appreciate that more than anything. Heck uh, yeah. So his last album was called American Love Story. He wrote it and then waited two years to put it out. Honestly, because of politics, it, it reflects mm-hmm. the state of politics while the time Trump was in office, and that's the uh, that's just as far as I'm going to go on that. Like I said, I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check out that album because it's the rock opera format, but it read the story first that he wrote about it and then listen to it. And you're like, like love an album. Like all that. right. Now, it, now, if album. now it all fucking just falls in line. Yeah. Yeah. And then one last album I will say is my good friends, um, in a band called dying wish, which is one of the sickest metal bands that you will ever hear. Female friends, it just crazy vocals. Um, they put out their debut album called Fragments of a Bitter Memory. And that album is an absolute face crusher. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, do you ever keep tabs on like the Albany scene anymore? Or are you now that you're in Heck Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Nice. Because I know um, uh, Girl Girl Blue is a, a big name in the Albany scene. I think she's right been playing now. a lot of shows. She has some new stuff coming out. Yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed listening to her and Sydney Worthley has been an, uh, another she released her ep a while ago and she had an album before that oh that, cool her stuff is awesome too not familiar yeah but that sounds awesome um there was one song actually the first song i listened to by her actually I, she's like only like 18 19 or 20 or something like that i listened the one song that. i listened to her because i'm affiliated with nipper town so i was listening to the nipper town mm-hmm. playlist 
uh, I think the song's called 415. I'm like, holy fuck, this kind of sounds like Florence and the Machine. And then I got into her EP and it, it, I mean, it, it's, you could hear that as an influence, but it's not just Florence on the Machine sounds. And it's, her EP was phenomenal. Yeah. A lot of awesome talent coming from the Capital District. And um, it's not talked about enough. Really great place for music. So, yeah, man. So I think that's going to put a wrap on this episode, man. I think that's Chris, thanks so we much did for it. having me, man. So that's another successful edition of Stories from a Bar, virtual edition. A big thank you, Alex Magnin, as I, for being on the show. I appreciate you, like I said, taking the time to hang out. I know you guys are gearing up for the tour in two weeks. I'm going to drop this, however, two days before your first Albany kickoff show. So Perfect. everybody listen to this as much as you can in the next two days. Prepare for the Young Culture show with Grayscale there to support. <laughs> <laughs> kind of <Yes. laughs> i appreciate you taking the time to hang out uh and talk all about the music and young culture it's been real fun man heck yeah dude thank you for talking man and i hope you have a great rest of your night yeah thanks and uh if you're not doing any doing it already be sure to go and like all and like and follow all of the young culture social media pages facebook instagram twitter all of them you can check out youngcultureny.com for merch and tour dates anything else you want to throw in there that's it you nailed them all Awesome. Huge thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. You can, of course, follow Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stories FAB to keep up with everything going on around the show. Also, be sure to check out Popcorn on Pints on Facebook and Twitter, streaming live Saturday nights where I get drunk with some friends and we talk about movies. That's always fun at 9 o'clock on Saturday nights if you got nothing to do. And also, don't forget to the discount code STORIES for UptownBeverage.com, 3% off your online purchase for booze. Who doesn't like money off of booze? You'll find stories from a bar on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to like and subscribe. More importantly, leave that fantastic review. That's what gets us wet. That's what we're all about, fantastic reviews. (laughs) Share the hell out of it. Swag. Until next time, people, cheers and rock on. Amen. Thanks for having me. All right.